Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Hey, great. Uh, each episode we will discuss, and should I wait till the song's over before I introduce the show? Oh, I did it again. Oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> I'm in charge of the board today, ladies and gentlemen. You're Every the host. Episode, I don't know. We will discuss and explore each resort ride by ride, land by land, park by park to determine which is worse. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Joining me to help find the answer is, from Dan Hates the Beatles, Dan. Hi. I'm Dan. I still hate the Beatles, but we may or may not still be recording that show, that podcast. All right. From <laughs> formerly from Dan Hates the Beatles, it's Dan. I, 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 I'm leaving the door open, so let's let's keep saying that. Currently from Concierge, it's Eric. Hey, I'm Eric. I leave the door open all the time so the dogs can just walk in and out <laughs> and they can scratch right in the background. It's great. Yeah. Uh, So, guys, we have a different show today. We have a very interesting uh, subject we'll get into later. Wait, is it different Uh, that we're interesting? Yes. 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 Ah. Uh, Yeah. So it's a different, uh, a little bit of a different style, same similar format, but we won't spoil that. Uh, How are you guys doing? Hmm. Do you want the real answer? Yes. (laughs) I am... um, I'm okay. I, right. I have a more complex answer that is not, we don't need to get into. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> save, it, save it for the show. Uh. <laughs> I feel like people will probably get a get a feel for where I'm at <laughs> as we talk about this. Okay. All right. And uh, Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I did all sorts of work at the one work today, and now I'm doing all sorts of work at a different work tonight, right now. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, guys, today uh, we learned that 28,000 people have been let go of the Disney theme parks in the Americas. What, what do you say about that? Well, it's interesting. A lot of these, from what I've I've heard from some some cast member contacts, a lot of this has been people who are kind of on that indefinite furlough sort of position where we didn't know what was going to happen and they've been finally let go which is interesting um not sure how i feel about this because it really kind of feels like all right governor this is what we'll do next so i mean that's from both resorts i I think maybe at the disneyland resort they have a total of twenty-eight thousand people total for that resort i think um, but so what it tells me is a couple of things. So as, as you know, uh, I was there last month, oh, I guess, yeah, in September and, and it, you know, I have a whole blog about it. You can find on our Facebook group, which we'll talk to talk about in a little bit, but, uh, and we think maybe Disneyland will open maybe October. I, I think the governor had mentioned he was going to kind of review it. Right. I don't know what news came out from that. But what it tells me is they're on a limited capacity. The park hours are extending. They're going later in Orlando. Um, and Eric, you were saying that, uh, I, I don't know if you want to talk about what you just told us about concierge. 
All right, we'll cut that out. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm casting my mind back. I'm like about how we furloughed all those people and laid them off. Oh, you laid people um, off for concierge. Twenty-eight thousand concierge. Were, no, no, uh, <laughs> no. It's been a great month for concierge. There, you're right. Um, as you put it, there's, there's obviously pent up demand. Things are going very well for for concierge right now because a lot of people want to go back, and this is. It, just one park. Well, it's really. four parks, four right? Parks, but one, one, resort <clears throat> one per day. Yeah. Say. One resort. Yeah. yeah. But what it tells me is, and I think that we've all collectively agreed that, uh, you know, vaccines, whatever, we're probably a year from now. So Q3 2021 is when we're back to quote unquote normal. I think things will start to normalize a little bit and larger groups will be allowed and that kind of thing. But I think this thing is working for Disney World, and I don't know how much more capacity they can handle because being there when I was, like if there were 5% more people here, it would be uncomfortable. And the only way they can add more people is if they add more attractions or shows. You know, they've got a deal with SAG-AFTRA now, so the the live performers can come back, Cinderella's back in her royal table at a distance. So things are happening and things are opening to start to to accommodate more people as they allow for more, but I suspect that they're probably anticipating this is their, this is their world for another year. And, and I say that because the park reservation system is up until September of 2021. You can't walk into a park without a reservation. And I believe I've said this before. I think this is the future where Disney knows where you're going to be, which park you're going to be in, how much people, how many staff, how much food they need to have, because they're going to know in advance. You can't just show up, you know? So well, it's just smart. I mean, if you're if you've ever had to staff a a, a service sort of industry, yeah, a restaurant, it, it, anything. Right, it's difficult and I'm sure Disney I, I mean, I've like I'm sure Disney has the best algorithms around and the best crowd prediction software around um but when it comes down to it What's better than saying, no, you tell me if you're coming today. Okay, we've got our Exactly. Pick. Yep, exactly. So that's why I think this this uh, this 28,000 people were let go because I think they've just accepted that this is their world. Yeah. And so I don't see 50% capacity. I don't see anything beyond whatever they're doing now, which most estimates are 10%. But anyway, I, I think yeah. it's interesting – is it? Do you think it's one of those things? Kind of like uh, the the amount of how many times did they wipe out the animation department, and how many times did they wipe out Imagineering? Like Epcot's right. done. Oh, we don't need all of you anymore. Right. Yeah, uh, this isn't this isn't new. I, I mean, there many of these people understand that they're just. I mean, well, a lot of Disney's employees are contract employees, but um, above that, there's there's a big chance that when times get lean, you're out. Yeah, and and I I suspect it's not permanent, right? I mean, it is for now, but I suspect as things evolve, you know, end of days have happened in our lifetimes and it'll never be the same and then it just goes back to a new different kind of normal. Yeah. Like for example, after 9/11, you know, the the results of that we've talked about are are, you know, certainly beyond anything that we can comprehend from human psychology and that kind of thing. But for most of the country, most of the world, the difference now is we have to take our shoes off and you can't go straight to the gate. So that, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the kind of the, the impact that most people have to deal with. 
And I think it's going to be something similar eventually with this. But anyway, I, it's sad. Our hearts I, go out. I find it interesting and, and I don't have a whole lot to add in terms of like useful information. <laughs> hey, you know, um, but it's interesting um, looking at the like the online communication about this and like the groups that I for some reason can't drag myself away from. Oh my God. It's oh yeah. No, so much <laughs> of it is like, so the day that it gets announced, there's so many posts where people are just like, well, governor, it's governor Newsom's fault. And governor Newsom should have, it's like so many people aren't approaching it from the correct point of view, which is that it's sad. Uh, 28,000 people just lost their job like, officially officially many of yeah. whom have been sitting around at home waiting for the chance to come back right yeah and i mean it makes sense you know i mean it, as much as i hate to hear it it makes sense because like i mean how much longer can you go with this yeah but then like but then so many the 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 gut reaction for so many people is to be like well see well that's what that's what you get that's what you get for not opening the state it's just like no you need to wear your mask yeah. because then maybe you will be allowed to have a Disneyland again. But this is a, it's a real thing. (laughs) Even if you don't believe that it's a real thing, just play along and then you'll get to have a Disneyland again. Yeah. Because right now we're not allowed to have one, whether you agree with the rationale or not, it's just, you know, tap, tap new rulesies teacher says yeah you don't get your disneyland unless you social distance and you wear your mask yeah and i got a i got the first email that i remember getting today from my father that's not um race filled (laughs) 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 and it was a it was a like it wasn't a gif it was an mp4 right and it's like how to uh encourage people to wear their masks and it was a dude waiting outside of a store and and he's got his mask on and there's this girl behind him who's way too close and not wearing a mask and he rips the loudest part <laughs> and she had to put her mask on and back up <laughs> oh that's that's better than the posts i've seen about i just i've decided to start paying my children 25 cents every time they say mommy why does that man not have his mask on that's funny. <laughs> i love it that's good uh, anyway, so uh, we for those of you who are listening, who are our cast members or former cast members, our hearts go out to you. If there's anything that you can do or we can do to help support you, if there are websites or or things that we can we can help support and our listeners, please send it in to us and let us know how we can help because uh, clearly we love you and um, we're sorry for for the position you're in. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> How about Dan's mailbag of mail? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. There we go. Dan, get ready, sports fans. It's time for Dan's mailbag of mail. Um, to, to, today's, tonight's. Um, I don't know when you're listening. When, whenever. It needs to be a thing for this about podcast. I've heard this come up in too many podcasts. We need to come up with a term for this. What? This, time this concept of like right uh, maybe now's mailbag of mail what, the mailbag of mail that, that you're going to hear at in this moment of your life as you do the things that you uniquely you are doing um and yes we are talking to you yes succinct 
Everybody you. else thinks I'm talking to them, but I'm actually talking to you. Oh God. Okay. Redirect real quick. Cause I okay. don't want to think about that. Um, so, um, first question is, uh, what's one, one ride or attraction that you would take from Disneyland and magically move to Disney world and vice versa? Um, Eric, you go first. Um, that's the static in my brain. Um, I mean, Matterhorn is so cool, but I think part of the coolness comes from where it's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think and you got Everest. True, but I mean, I've 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 always heard about the Mount Fuji ride that they were going to put in Epcot. Oh, totally right, right. Um, I think there's there's a place for um, a, a spine tingling ride like the Matterhorn somewhere. Um, you mean although- spine breaking? sure sure the the tingle you feel after you've lost all sensation in your in your digits although i may i may backtrack um because you're right we do have we do have other mountainous rides um alice in wonderland i love that dark ride it's really cool and it breaks it mm, breaks through most dark ride traditions by going outside yeah it literally breaks the fourth wall right yeah i i love that ride i don't like that the queue is about um seven hours long and Mm -hmm. it's never as long as like peter pan but it's a long queue and there's nothing to see but other people the entire time uh but the that is true the vehicles are delightful i i love the the new projections they've put in there and everything it's it's a good mix of projections and animatronics and everything it works really well um yeah i like that i I agree um mine it would be roger rabbit's cartoon spin how dare you, sir? And it's because there's nothing quite like it at Disney World. There's mm. no comparable, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 fun. I mean, there are spinning rides. Obviously, you have uh, Buzz Lightyear, but that's true of both, right? Can you spin in Roger and Buzz Lightyear yeah. in Disneyland? Yeah. 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 Yeah, but there's nothing. You know, Roger Rabbit's a great IP. They, you know, remember Hollywood Studios MGM at the time was going to be all Roger Rabbit, but they had all kinds of licensing issues. Uh, but I yeah, think all like of that. Disneyland's Toontown would do a lot better at Disney World than it does Agreed. at Disneyland. Yeah, and I love it, I love Toontown. I'm not saying get rid of it. I just think that um, the audiences are different and the appreciation is different. That's a reasonable thing to say, Daniel. Get rid of the. Uh, dinosaur dino land usa replace it with toontown i don't i mean at this point disney doesn't have <laughs> theming anymore anyway so it doesn't really matter <laughs> wow yeah. I, I think following that model my pick is swap both tree houses and swap both uh carousel theaters because i think oh interest both would be more appreciated in, in either place so carousel of progress from disney world to disneyland would yep. be much more appreciated People would love that. And Disney World would love walking through an opportunity to stand next to Chewbacca and buy um, phone cases. Which they have. They have that in Hollywood Studios already. But it's at a different park. Mm. And the tree houses, you're right. Tarzan's tree house does feel more Disney World, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Uh, All right. So it sounds like you've already done the vice versa part. So Eric, what's your vice versa? What goes oh, from Disney World to Disneyland? Something from Disney World to Disneyland. Um, that's, I mean, that's tough. Um, I, I mean, we could we could just 
switcheroo and like plop a bigger mountain right next to Matterhorn. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Choose which Everest mountain. Everest is taller. <laughs> Slightly. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I think a lot of Disneylanders would really appreciate the return of, uh, of the Muppets. <laughs> no, no one re- appreciates the return of Jafar. Jafar. Um, but uh, scraping the, the vault. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag scrape that vault. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> we should do that. Um, <laughs> that needs to be a thing. No, I mean all of the uh, the entire Muppets area in Hollywood Studios, I think, would be appreciated in DCA. Yes. Oh, in DCA, absolutely. Oh. Yes. Pizza, Pizza Rizzo. Um, yep. The the the, the Mama Melrose. Right, Mama Melrose is the return of. I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Pizza Rizzo in, in execution, but in theory, it's great. But bring back the attraction. Uh, uh, a lot of people really want to hear that again and see that again and um, sit in that air-conditioned theater again. Uh, we go could, for it. Nope. You could turn that whole yeah. corner of the – that whole corner of DCA is, like, failed. So yep. just make it the, that Muppets area. That would be right, fantastic. But totally. But don't make it that weird quasi-studio that they used to have. Right, right. The, right. The With weird, who like, to be a millionaire, play it. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, go and for Sweetums what they've is done. Philbin. <laughs> of course, yes. Actually, bring back, play it with Sweetums as Regis Philbin. <laughs> exactly. I, I just love the 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 environment in that Muppets area where they've got weird graffiti on the walls and the statue of Miss Piggy as mm-hmm. uh, as the statue of fountain. Liberty as a fountain, firing water everywhere. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I'm gonna say all of Epcot. Get rid of DCA, wipe it out, and build Westcott. No. And put DCA in in Florida. Because, again, people would appreciate having a tour of California when they're not in California. It's possible, yeah. Are we going to change Spaceship Earth to the giant golden orb that was the Westcott center piece? Yep. Because, I mean, come on. California does not care about giant aluminum orbs they want they want golden gold, orbs maybe hey, what's it what state is it it's the golden orb state exactly state yep yep 49er state uh okay cool what else you got dan in your mailbag of mail um let's see uh what are what is one of your favorite memories of the disney parks well uh i would say that for me, there's so many of them, obviously, and been quite a few times. But the thing that just when I close my eyes and think about being at Disneyland, it's always me and Dan wearing our suits <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. And we're not wearing suits because it's a Sunday. Um, but sitting and eating a hot dog from Pluto's doghouse. And the place is a ghost town. Like it's just a Sunday afternoon, any random Sunday, and there's not another person around. It's just us hanging out, being silly, thinking we're so funny. And and that was that. And then going around and like playing with all the gadgets and stuff. And I've talked about it on a previous episode. But the, just that is one of the moments for me when he was like, "Hey, I can touch this thing, and something happens, and I can stand on this manhole, and things react." You know, it's it, it was part of a larger discovery for me. And um, so that's and that's when you could go to a park and uh, nobody was around. 
And speaking of larger discoveries, my nephew, by the way, recently found out that a manhole is called a manhole. And oh god, it is the funniest thing in the world to him. And (laughs) so it is so delightful to play with, right? Because what the manhole is delightful to play with. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's delightful to play with the idea that he finds it impossibly funny that a manhole is called a manhole. So Because I mean, it's just where it's where the uh, it's where the it's where people go in and out of the manhole, you know. Yeah, I don't think I understand why yeah, it's funny. funny. Yeah. So you're um, saying that that people go in and out of manholes, right? And that's so. So they call them that because man being the generic term, it's it's an outdated, but the generic term uh, for people, it's a manhole, and then people go into the manhole. So they insert themselves into the manhole. And is this done with any kind of level of frequency? Well, I mean, you have to do it carefully and slowly because especially if it's your first time going into a manhole, Mm -hmm. you have to really look out, you know, as you enter the manhole um, because you never know what, you know, I mean, it's usually dirty and stinky. And I mean, that's just the nature of the job. You know, yeah, and it's going to the sewer, right? Right. So you may get covered in poop. You need safety equipment. <laughs> exactly. So, Jake, I know you don't listen, but <laughs> I might make you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, and there's uh, entirely appropriate. So, totally. uh, okay, we did nothing wrong. All right. Uh, uh, memory, since I'm, I'm yes, I've already stepped on Eric, so I'll just continue. Um, Mine is actually also it's, it's it's one of my favorite stories to tell, and and it's uh, it's also with you. And this is a podcast about Jimmy and I talking about going to Disneyland together. Oh. <laughs> I got third wheel Eric over here, right? <laughs> <laughs> but just to make it quick, it was um, I had it. Well, this is kind of fitting. I had horrible horrible toxic silent gas and um it was from eating an entire family taco bell's family meal and Mm -hmm. a 12-pack of uh newcastle i drank that one i didn't eat it the night before and (laughs) it was doing what it does to one's digestive system and you and i were having a wonderful time going around the parks and it was it was this wonderful gift from some sort of deity um, where <laughs> I would, I could tell that it was coming and it was mm-hmm. totally silent. And we would get, I'd give you a look like I got one coming and we'd go and we'd find a place. Like we specifically went in the haunted mansion one just, oh, just for this. And <laughs> I got to do my dream of <laughs> making the entire stretch room almost vomit <laughs> that's your dream and <laughs> something died in here <laughs> and i just have i have a very very vivid memory of one of my sneak attacks was we saw this big group of people who were just so <laughs> thrilled into in tomorrowland and they were just laughing and having a great time it was a really big group and sure enough, <laughs> like Jimmy, wait here, watch. <laughs> and 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 it was it was this delayed reaction too, because it was it was like the perfect weapon. So like, <laughs> so I, I then I did my I, I dropped the bomb. I walk away, and you could just see them all <laughs> get taken down by it. 
Uh, in my house, they, we call them silent but violent. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's like, there's so many like fond memories and all of that. Yeah, that, like it's hard to, it's hard to uh, uh, quantify those. But that is a story that I adore telling people. That's wonderful, Eric. How about you? How many people have you flatulated around? <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, like your your favorite memory is a is a fart joke. I like that. Um, <laughs> fitting. My, we, my we need favorite. a fourth. We need a female on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree. I I I am now one. I, it's not that I was hesitant before, but now that I realize the conversation we just had for like five minutes, we absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite memory at the parks was. Uh, when uh, Jimmy tried to buy me a drink and realized that I had already paid for my drink, and it was very awkward, and then he promptly forgot me. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's right. Because yeah. then we're like, I've, we've never met before. He's like, yeah, right. Matter yeah. of fact, we had yeah. a conversation. We, we did. Mm-hmm. You, yep. You were talking uh, to some other guys. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. My favorite memory of the Disney parks is going to be in February of 2021 when we go together. Ah, hmm. yeah. You already had one. You don't get another well, one. Well, I, yeah. I, my new favorite. Okay, yeah. fine. Oh, no okay. I have to go to the parks. <laughs> Memories done. done. You've peaked. Hey, I just uh, thought of another um, another attraction that I want to swap. Okay. Uh, I want to swap uh, Triceratops Spin to Ooh. Uh, Disneyland. We where where would you put it? Um, slightly underground. <laughs> that's what we call in the business a transition yeah <clears throat> so today's episode the case of the non-ip spinners triceratops spin v golden zephyr so how this is different is that these are sort of throwaway off-the-shelf rides there's not a lot of thought that went into sort it sort of yeah not a lot of thought that went into it, not a lot of history you can find, not a lot to talk about. So Dan and Eric are going to argue which of these attractions is worse, mm-hmm. not which is better. And by default, the one who is least worst wins. <laughs> it's supreme. <laughs> supreme, least worst spinner ride. So if, uh, so uh, Golden Zephyr came after Triceratops Spin, if I'm not mistaken. So if Triceratops Spin gets a point, and to be honest, don't know what's going to get it a point. Is it because it's worse <laughs> or because it's better? I don't know. <laughs> so if the Triceratops Spin gets a point, you will hear this sound. Roar, I'm a dinosaur. Roar, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> Triceratops Spin is a spinner attraction in Disney's Animal Kingdom in arguably the worst land that Disney's ever created. It is, uh, it, well, no, it's tough because Pixar Pier formally, yeah, anyway, it, it's the same idea. It's a carnival roadside in a parking lot land. And they did a good job in making that because, you know, you can see parking lot lines, you know, for cars to drive. So it, it's done, it's executed well, but it's super dumb and it doesn't fit in Dino Land or Dinosaur, Dino Land at all, other than the fact there are dinosaurs. Um, But what does that sound? What did we listen to? Uh, that is from a, a song by um, world-renowned uh, artist Katie Keppel. World-renowned. 
uh, on YouTube, on the used tube. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you search Rar I'm a Dinosaur, you will find her song, which is set to scenes from Barney. Rar, I'm a dinosaur. Rar, I'm a dinosaur. It's actually very entertaining. That was not a point. Yeah. That was yeah. just reminding the audience because I went on a little mini rant. Okay. Uh, in Dan will be arguing the Golden Zephyr from Disney's California Adventure adjacent to Pixar Pier, which is arguably the second worst themed land Disney's ever made. Uh, maybe it's better now that it's Pixar, but anyway, if yeah, yeah, I don't know. Golden Zephyr gets a point, you will hear this. And the people just keep coming. Mm-hmm. Which is Whoopi Goldberg? It's Whoopi Goldberg from Golden Dreams, which oh. is no longer there. But right. It was across it, the street. It was right next to Golden Zephyr. And uh-huh. we're probably never going to have a chance to have Whoopi Goldberg from that show. So now, now, and the people just keep coming. And it's also yep. a, a commentary of like, why do they keep? Why do people keep writing this? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, okay, so um, because Tricer- Triceratops spin came first, right? Because Golden Zephyr was two thousand one, Animal Kingdom opened in ninety eight, and I think the Dino Land opened with the park. Is that right? It Eric? did not. It opened <gasps> in 2001. Ooh. No. Which Hold month? on. Hey, go, uh, do you want a hedge or tails, Eric? Uh, tails. Okay. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Why are you doing this? Oh, God. Every time. It's like when he's recording. This isn't a bit. Hold on. Hey, Google. Flip a coin. Um, so, but can we just not search when did Triceratops spin open or Eric, do you have that in a month? We, we, we can. Um, but I, I find that it opened in both November, 2001 and spring 2002, but I believe that November, 2001, because that's when Dinoland opened up, but well then I'm not entirely sure. Well, in that case, uh, Triceratops, I mean, Golden Zephyr, cause it opened in September. Or, or early that year, excuse me, in 2001. So, well, yeah, anyway, that's... So. Golden so. Zephyr wins oh. or loses. Spoilers. So, Daniel. Yes. Take it away. Tell us about the Golden Zephyr. Golden Zephyr is an attraction in uh, Paradise Gardens Park. It was built by D.H. Morgan Manufacturing. It's themed to the Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon style rocket ships. It also, it takes play. It takes park guests on. Is it? uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's shiny and it spins and it takes park guests on a relaxing trip. But unlike Dumbo or the Astro Orbiter, so many pronunciation problems in this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, This one is controlled by centipede motion over Paradise Bay and cannot be automatically controlled to go up or down. And it just just spins and it kind of flies out a little bit. I mean, spoilers. I'm getting getting to the right experience. I'm sorry. Uh, The design comes from the Harry Travers Circle Swing um rides of the early 20th century and uh that operated at riverview park in chicago Mm -hmm. and um what do you think you could see from that park from riverview park 
Mm-hmm. I would imagine a lot of wind because Chicago is the windy city. Mm-hmm. And as we mm-hmm. learned in the Pocahontas movies, you can see the wind because <laughs> there true. are leaves in it. Scraping and I would like to plot. also add to the record a review from Yelp. Oh, please. Written, oh. written by one Dan S., Oh, which is clearly that's not interesting because you my have, name is Dan Press or Press Letter Pepsi. So, um, and this is written in 2014 before this young lad was born, even knew that podcast podcast existed. I've been to this park countless times, and he has yet to ride this thing. So here's my review. It looks too boring to bother writing, even when I've already written everything else and or I'm so bored that I'm considering just calling it a day. I curse word you not. I find the idea of watching people go down the flume of Grizzly Rapids more enthralling than anything this ride might possibly have to offer. If they had a swivel chair on the sidewalk in front of the Golden Zephyr, I'd probably sit in it and spin around a few times instead of riding the actual ride. Mm -hmm. It looks so boring that the mere sight of stairs on its queue makes me ask myself, is it really worth walking up a flight of stairs? And then boom, I'm off to watch fat people take pictures in that wacky fish thing, because guess what? I find that more interesting, but I hear it offers a great view. Seems more like a review for a tall building than for a theme park ride. But apparently these are the low standards. Some people are willing to accept fat people taking pictures of fish. Yeah. What is this gentleman talking about? Yeah, the uh, the wharf area. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, they have that fish thing. It's it's a poorly designed photo op, and because it's um, oh yeah, yeah yeah you can you can you can go into it and then someone can. It's one of the few things that they definitely need a, a sign for. Like this is a photo op right here because you can. There's a lot. I and I I observe this because I actually do enjoy watching people interact with it. Uh, you can have someone like get away from you a little bit and it looks like you're being hauled up and there's a little place, a little window hole that you can peek through where there's like the absence of fish where a person can like stick their head out and be like, look, I'm in the middle of the fish. Mm. Uh, Another one of my favorite memories of Disneyland is uh, they used to have, they may not anymore. They used to have Kodak picture spots. Yes. And there were signs that said picture spot and Dan would take pictures of the sign. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Stole that uh, from my cousin Raby, but it's a, it's a good bit. Um, so in designing the ride, uh, huh? Your cousin Raby's Raby. It's an actual name. Oh, okay. Why does Raby's keep coming up on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> in designing the ride, Disney Imagineers visited Pleasure Beach in Blackpool, England, to examine the captive flying machines, a similar but much larger ride designed by Sir Haram Maxim. And that was opened there in since 1904. And uh, let's see. What's up? He founded a magazine later. Right. Maxim Magazine. That's He's right. a vampire. Um, <laughs> Hashtag Harambe forever. <clears throat> Ooh, I, don't, I, should, I should get that window open because there's not Jumbo. a lot more. Uh, and it's also notable that one of the many, one of the things that I found across many different, very, very... <laughs> not insightful uh, pieces of information about this ride. And this is mentioned in several different sources is that neither this attraction nor jumping jellyfish were removed or changed as part of the billion dollar expansion. 
<laughs> Almost as though people think they it should have. <laughs> I'll just give you a point. That, nice. Sweet. And the people just keep coming. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's a love. Is that the whole ride? <laughs> well, I mean, aside from me talking about the queue and the ride experience, which yeah. you just got to look at a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We might have to change the title of this podcast. Too, I mean, but- it, to be fair, it it's it looks kind of kind of cool until you realize, oh, that's an actual that's an attraction, and it's in the it's in the book as an attraction. And there's wait a minute, there's it's not just decorative. It'd be better if it was decorative. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it, it is most of the time, right? Because it doesn't always run. Right. They're like, just hit the button again, Jimmy. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And uh and you're like, okay, boss. Right. And uh, and you know, also during the billion dollar expansion, <laughs> they didn't take the time to say like, you know, this looks like an old-timey thing. In fact, it's actually made it's based off of an old-timey thing. They couldn't they they didn't even bother to come up with some story about how it was painstakingly relocated from some imaginary, you know, fair in, you know, Eastern Germany during the Cold War or something like it's it's just it's just here here's here's rocket spinning ride too the theming is great right yeah. um all right Eric how about Triceratops spin give us the overview yeah you call that an opening argument come on go <laughs> Daniel uh, fly high on a dinosaur around a twirling twin toy top. Tin toy top at this delightful carnival-inspired attraction. So Disney beckons you toward this ride that seems to only have a little to do with carnivals, but a lot to do with dinosaurs and spinning, and maybe there's something in the middle that resembles a top. But what is a tin toy top? Tops are among the oldest toys discovered by archaeologists. (laughs) Tops were found in Iraq that are believed to be over 6,000 years old. At that point, are they dreidels? Uh... The dreidels come later, young sir. Wait your turn. <laughs> Sorry. King Tut was entombed with a top 3,000 years ago, and you know what the Egyptians uh, have to say about those Israelites. Oh. The spinning action of tops can be nearly perfect. If friction is eliminated, a properly spun top could go on forever, much like the one in everybody's favorite movie, Inception, which I hear is a blockbuster. <laughs> But why am I talking about tops? Well, invisible and mute jury, I will tell you. In the 1960s, throne tops had become so popular that Yo-Yo and top manufacturer Duncan held a series of regional championships to find the best top throwers in the land. These regional champs were taken to the one and only Disneyland for the national championship in 1964. Young lad Pete Spann took first place prize of $5,000. Forrest Larson came in second and Bob Donna placed in a shameful third. (laughs) One year later, Duncan went bankrupt. And then they opened a donut chain. Did they? Um, Well, none of this has anything to do with the humble, easy top rate tin top toys manufactured by Ohio (laughs) Arts. These UFO shaped bulbs come to a rounded point at the bottom. Oh, we're still going here, young lad. Hang it's on. Still, it's still going. All right. Yeah. It's still going. Yes, this bit is still going. <laughs> Their spinning action is started by pressing down on a twisted central shaft. 
No jokes, young sirs. Uh, bright colors often adorn the tops, and one could conceivably make one look like a large circus tent like the one in our ride today. This ride does not operate like a top. It o- operates like a stock spinner ride made popular by Disneyland's Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are three other examples of the same type of ride at Disney World, but neither of them, none of them, is situated in an asphalt parking lot. One of them is situated in a concrete plaza with no hope of shade, but still. <laughs> this ride fits in with its land if you accept the premise, but it fits too well, as I will demonstrate to you, the invisible jury today. <laughs> this ride was manufactured by an Italian company. Italian! <laughs> And even they seem to be a little embarrassed by it, as it is not featured on their website. (laughs) This attraction is far from supreme, and I intend to prove this today. The This Side Rests. Wow. (laughs) It's your whole case. Whoa. Well, Counselor Darrow, I have to say, that is a a gripping (laughs) argument. (laughs) Uh, You must do the rest of the podcast in that voice. (laughs) I'll um, try, young man. <laughs> so, uh, Counselor right. Darrow, I have an, uh, a question for you. What is your favorite memory from a Disney park? I enjoyed when, when Walter first, <laughs> first proposed it to me in the, the late 40s. He said, hey, you want to open an amusement park? And I said, no way, sir. <laughs> And Art Linkletter and I left. <laughs> yeah, but Art at least got all the, the photo profits. For that a while. turncoat. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's that sweet electric chair money later. That's right. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> pause for a minute. And mm-hmm. uh, very well done, uh, Eric. I mean, whatever. Um, so Triceratops spin is in Dino Land USA in uh, in uh, Chester and Hester's Dino Rama. Chester and Hester are like roadside carnies and it is adjacent to the uh ride that no longer exists. Uh this oh, it's another it's spinning a weird name for I mean ride. I'm sure it's still there. Primeval Whirl. Oh yeah. Primeval Whirl which is closed for good. We I think we I think this podcast killed it. I think you're right. Um, like public opinion is turning. <laughs> yep. Uh, so double down on Goofy Sky School. <laughs> so it, it, yeah. So it, the, the, that that needs to go away, right? I mean, there's nothing left. So what happens to that part of Dinoland USA? Does does Indiana Jones? Isn't there a dinosaur thing in Crystal Skull? I don't know. May as well be. Right, like you mean, I, you mean the kid from Holes? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, maybe we're not prepared for this conversation, but that that area of the land is does not fit. It's real dumb, and it, it just I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, um, all right. So we can. Have, Dan, I got it. We can have a Shia LaBeouf meet and greet. 
<laughs> yes. Ooh. It's actually Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, just him hanging I'll out. Meet the, hey the, guys. Chi- the grown child from Holes. <laughs> Disney's Holes. With, with Eric playing Clarence Darrow right next to him. <laughs> like, come see uh, the. Come the, one, come all. <laughs> see the freak of nature. He used to be young, but now he's old. <laughs> Um, all right so after opening arguments dan why Mm -hmm. give me one reason why zephyr is worse um well spin is better you can choose okay i need to first get some information from uh counselor darrow um how many writers can ride what's the capacity there are 14 cars and you can put four passengers in each car which comes to a a, a ribald 56 56 mm-hmm. people at a time which translates into um about a 1120 people per hour okay wow so mine uh, the golden zephyr which i'm claiming as my own um it the capacity is seventy two senseless victims at one time. Seventy um, two, right? Seventy two people we tricked into walking up a staircase. Yes. So you have seventy two <laughs> people trapped in this thing that they somehow thought was going to be fun, and I guess the the wind speeds were under ten miles an hour, um, because that's the only time this thing can operate. Do they, you know that there's a beer cart right around the corner, right? people? <laughs> they, they hoofed it up a flight of stairs to get on this ride that doesn't even have music when it plays, when it, when it wow. operates. And it basically just spin, spin around. Here's some wind in your face. Here's some, oh, see that other thing that you would rather be doing? There's that. And then, oh, look across the bay. There's the inside out thing that is also a hanging spinning ride, but it has, you know, IP and some amount of character. And, oh, there's also the Mickey's uh, torture swings, which (laughs) at least have some element of thrill to them and are essentially the same thing. But you know what? Here we are sitting uh, single. Now it's two per row um, of disappointed people. 72 poor fools. Well, I said, you're, you're, you're getting way ahead of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and this, this, that's all I have. This right sucks. <laughs> so, but what you argued is that it's got higher capacity. Yeah. So but you have to you have to walk up a flight of stairs and yeah. there's no music. Right. All right. That's worse. So it's disappointing more people at a time. <laughs> and the people just, people keep, just coming. keep coming. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Eric, after your opening argument, why is uh Triceratops spin worse? Because it embraces the the concept of this roadside amusement complex too well and creates a weird cutesy ride that kind of delivers on its promise but it's still in a place where an an elderly couple are selling souvenirs instead of selling gas they have created a ride that spins around moves up and down and tilts a little bit 
And what are you riding in? It's a light green triceratops with stars around its haunches. So here, but yours tilt, yours tilts a little bit, and I, it goes I, up it, and down. It, and and point. like, I mean, again, I I threw this at you, and I totally blindsided you with this question, yeah. both yeah. of you. But what you just argued, I'm blind on the side, is that triceratops spin is definitely better. You're <laughs> <laughs> steaming. It goes up and down, it tilts, and it fits in with the land. So, And the people just keep coming. <laughs> oh. Sorry, but you, you didn't do the job I didn't prepare you for. Anyway. All right. So Jokes moving on. on you people. We don't even know what these points mean. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, moving on to uh, the cue of the Golden Zephyr. Did we do okay. that already? Um, there's a cue. Um, there's a person usually kind of st- standing there. Looking lonely and waiting, and uh, usually not a very long line because it's usually closed because um, of the wind. And you, there are switchbacks, but they're very rarely used. But what is always used to get to the second story is a flight of stairs that you have to you have to. Carry yourself after being after walking around two theme parks. You have to use your legs and feet like a commoner and go up a flight of stairs to ride an underwhelming ride that, by the way, if you look at it the wrong way in the sun, will blind you. Um, Is there any ADA compliance? There is an elevator. And that's it. Okay. And, you know, the, the you would think 72 people, maybe you could do like a uh, rocket jets kind of thing where you just shoehorn 72 people into the elevator. Yeah. But they do not. And um, Haram Maxim was the inventor <laughs> of the Maxim gun. Ooh. Uh, and he made flying machines. And... Um, did they fire magazines at people like people and uh time? he did and maxim is an international men's magazine divided devised and launched in the uk in 1995 but it's based in new york city since 1997 it's prominent for its photography of actresses singers and female models whose careers are at current peak um it was has a circulation of about nine million readers each month and it's still in circulation oh hmm um periodicals right. everybody yeah <laughs> and by the way good good joke eric i i was making a joke on top of your joke but i didn't realize the joke <laughs> that i was making was anyway whatever it's fine uh, eric your turn tell us about the cue for triceratops spin well during your trip through the switchbacks of the cue for triceratops spin you get to walk through Dinoland USA, Hester and Chester's Dino-Rama. And mm. while you walk through it, sometimes there are fans, sometimes there's a little bit of shade, Ooh. but every time you get to watch the ride go through its paces a couple of times, and by the end, you'll say, oh, we're getting on that. <laughs> I gotta say, though, sometimes fans sounds luxurious. Mm-hmm. Is there, so there's sometimes shade. Dan, is there ever any shade in Golden Zephyr? Uh, only when you're directly beneath it until you climb up the stairs like a mm-hmm. sucker and then you're in the exposed <laughs> sun. 
which okay. then you go on a shiny vehicle, which a makes shiny the sun, yeah, yeah the, which is reflective and makes the sun shine in your face even more. Okay. Uh, Eric, are you done with the queue? Yes, that is all of the queue. There are switchbacks, but it is covered, and there are fans from time to time. Not completely covered. Sometimes okay. there's shade if you'd like duck behind the trees or the other stanchions and other things in the way. But yeah, it's not directly covered. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the queue is covered, having just been on it a couple weeks ago. Um, completely? Well, the, the switchbacks are. Wait, you went on that ride? <laughs> what do they have like a, awesome. a netting over it? I've walked past that so many times. I've never noticed like an actual like canopy over it. I'm just it's my mind's eye, but I'm pre- okay. I mean it's floor. Okay. It's got to be covered. Okay. Um, yes, I did oh, go on yes. it because there are eight things to do in that park, and there were no other people there. Um, so all right. So after we talk about the queue, Dan, give me one reason why the Golden Zephyr is worse, or why Triceratops spin is better. Uh, on Triceratops spin, you are riding a delightful, uh, dinosaur that's whimsical and at least children can enjoy the fact. We're talking about the queue objection, your honor. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're talking about. Oh, the queue. Okay. Well, it has sometimes fans and sometimes <laughs> the, thing I love about the queue is the ride vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see them off in the distance. Well, okay. Uh, so here's the, I actually have a bit of a quandary because I, I, I also want to point out that at least Golden Zephyr has the decency to take up less space. Like, oh, interesting. But it has space to to deal with. R- r- well, yeah, but it, it, but because it is on a second story, that means that like it's taking up less like floor space, for lack of a better term. But at the same time, that means stairs and. Yeah, it it is, I guess, shaded because the line itself is under the ride. But then you do that thing that you do in all Disney spinner rides where they load you up in the preload area for the entire length of the ride as it's going. And then the victims exit and then you go on and you're like, I feel like I just wrote it by watching people ride it. Okay. And, but that's all in this. Why am I running toward this vehicle? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, eh, I mean, fans. Okay. All right. So you're saying Zephyr's worse because Triceratops spin has fans. Okay. How about this? Also, I would also say Golden Zephyr is worse because imagine if you get in line and the wind speed is a very reasonable. miles per hour Mm -hmm. and you're waiting. And then all of a sudden, uh Oh, God blew a little extra hard at the earth. Everybody. It's now 10 miles per hour. We're shutting down. That's okay. That that's my answer. So while the ride capacity may be higher, the ride ability may be lower because it may not always be open. Right. Which might actually be a good thing because that means less people, potentially have the opportunity to get on this stupid ride, but (laughs) it's also, it's, it's basically you're, you're damned. If you do, you're damned. If you don't, if you get on and you, if you wait in line and you actually, and the ride doesn't close down due to the wind being more than 10 miles an hour, um, 
then you have to ride the stupid ride. But <laughs> one can also argue that if you're waiting, I don't know, five to 10 minutes for this thing and then, uh oh, the wind is completely unmanageable. What is it? Kite flying day in California? But um, which will you argue, counselor? My esteemed <laughs> colleague doesn't seem to want to land on a point. No, he sure doesn't. <laughs> Hold on. I, I've tried to allow him the point several times. Uh, we're going to move point. on. Well, well, you've made four points. So, Eric, <laughs> why is Triceratops spin worse? And maybe this is a bad angle. I'm sorry if it is, audience, but we're we're going with it for this this episode. You're outside in Florida in Animal Kingdom, the hottest park on the planet Earth. <laughs> Rawr, I'm a dinosaur. Rawr, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> You got yeah. that point for succinct. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I regret waiting. nothing. <laughs> let's let's go for the ride itself. If we haven't already, fourteen times. <laughs> Tell me about the ride, Golden Zephyr. Well, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> Before I do, I'd like to tell you about Harambe. Okay, <laughs> Jumbo. Harambe was a 17-year-old Western lowland gorilla. Um, he, is, um, he became famous due to a, uh, an incident at the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden where a, he grabbed a child that uh, uh, fell into his enclosure. Many people, like to th- many people think that Harambe was trying to protect the child. Uh, nevertheless, Harambe was uh, killed. Um, prompting many in, online to remember him forever in many different uh, forms. And then he developed this ride and then they named the yes. uh, safari after him. Yes. Um, oh. So if the wind is <laughs> not, if the wind is less than 10 miles per hour, then this ride operates and this is what happens <laughs> after climbing the stairs. <laughs> And after watching the previous people ride this ride, then you get on it. Mm -hmm. And it spins around a couple times. (laughs) And it's very shiny. (laughs) And you can't control whether it goes up or down. You can't control anything. You can't control anything at all. There's no interactivity. It's just... (laughs) Why am I sweating? I'm sweating. <laughs> Just, I mean, maybe if your car is a little heavier, maybe it doesn't go up as much. Maybe it goes up more. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and you're spinning around what is arguably the least scenic part of the park. <laughs> you get to see it over and over again. And you get to see it several times. It's like, oh, there it is. High enough, you can see outside the park. Come on. <laughs> right. Hey, there's like uh, <laughs> the center. <laughs> hey, look, that's there's where we're gonna driving. watch. That's where we're gonna watch the world of color in a little bit. <laughs> hey, there it is again. Hey, there it is. Hey, oh, is that a restaurant? Why don't I have any and in out here? That's weird. Okay, well, oh, jump jellyfish. That looks oddly better than this ride, but <laughs> we chose this one. Oh, it's over now. Okay, good. <laughs> Those stairs again. (laughs) Going down those stairs sounds oddly refreshing. (laughs) 
Why wasn't there music, honey? I don't know. Was there? Did you hear it? No. There wasn't any music. I noticed. <laughs> That's weird. You would think that over the years of, of you know, fixing all the problems in Disney's California Adventure, they would have at least added some Bluetooth speakers or something. <laughs> nah. nah, they can they can listen to the delightful music of Jumping Jellyfish. Because who doesn't love that area of music? Oh, my God. Eric. Eric, that's a tough one to beat, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a plan. Oh, my God. My head hurts. Okay. <laughs> Eric, tell us about Triteris. To, go ahead. Just say it. The ride. All right. Uh, according to Disney, this ride can be accessed by children of all ages in any height. Children under seven must be accompanied by a person age 14 years or older. Guests board a four-person gondola shaped like a pale green triceratops surrounded by gold stars. Why does it have gold stars? Because it's flying or something. Get on the dinosaur, kids. Inside the gondola, you find a twist on the classic spinner ride. Guests in the back row can control the height of the flying lizard. And guests in the front pitch the vehicle forward and backward. I rest my case. I rest my (laughs) case. Your parents by flying up and leaning forward at the same time. Whoa, my vertigo. (laughs) (laughs) The ride is 90 seconds long. Mm. How long is the Golden Zephyr? Also 90 seconds. Oh, oh, good. Uh, During this trip, no one knows. Your triceratops will move up and down at your whim. Unless you're in the front seat alone, then you can't do much. Popping out of the top of the top are more green dinosaurs perched atop beach balls as if they're performing in the circus that you're not in. Surprise! Yeah, so I have to go back to the <laughs> top. Are you, so was this like an undertow situation where you thought... <laughs> he hasn't heard that episode yet. <laughs> top and Triceratops was about tops spinning, or is there some legitimacy to the history of the top? There is some legitimacy to Triceratop spin means that they actually designed this top, this ride to look like it was a tin top spinner, the kind where you push down on the thing and it spins. Oh my God. I never realized that. Also, dinosaurs move up and down around it because of things. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so they tried. It's it's pretty clear. (laughs) Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong one. Oh. <laughs> and the people just keep coming. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh. I love you, Eric, but um, I really, and I don't know that we're at the decision. Are we? Are we there? Do we? We're pretty close. close. Okay, Your Honor. I have Your things. Honor. Yes. Your Honor. Yes. Permission to approach the bench. Yes, please approach. Okay. Watch out for that manhole. <laughs> what? what? Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm back. I wore my rubber band pants. <laughs> Good call. Your Honor. So you just flew out of the manhole. No, I'm not. You are. Yes. Yes. Uh, I wanted to address the company that made this spinner ride. Okay. It's called Zamperla. Okay. And this Italian company claims that it has been the amusement ride company since 1966. Wow. It has an extensive portfolio of products available from uh, from Italy. And uh, let's let's take a look, not to kill time or anything, or you know, to like save my my case here. But uh, you know, they are the amusement rides company, and they deserve our respect. Okay. All right. 
Haram the first was the Phoenician king of Tyre, according to the Hebrew Bible. His regnal years have been calculated by some as 950 to 947 BC in succession to his father, Abibal. Yeah. Your Honor, yeah, I yeah. must point no, out that Q lines with a Z and oh. with the letter Q is mm. a declaration of war against boring Q lines. <laughs> what? <laughs> So says Zamperla, the ride's manufacturer. Oh. Oh, what? Yeah. They've got more to offer? Wow. Yes. <laughs> In fact, Zamperla has has offered a solution to reopen your amusement park during the, this COVID crisis. Ooh. Z Coasters offers a ride-through spray sanitizer solution for coaster operators. 15 Whoa. seconds of spray... 30 seconds of bactericidal action, and then the guests get to sit on a wet fiberglass seat. Also, there's no mention of viricidal action, but, you know. So, um, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I, you're telling me that the ride vehicles just fly through a spray of sanitizer? Uh, after the guests have departed, of course. Of course. You know what? Oh, my, I didn't think about this, guys. This is brilliant. So you know how when you're in a hot summer day at a theme park and they have the fans with the mists, you know, mm-hmm. the, the spray mist from the fan? That <laughs> should be sanitizer, right? <laughs> That'd be amazing. People walking around a little bit drunk. Yes. <clears throat> Zamperla has you, they, they have fans in, in their queue lines and they're ready to spray sanitizer on your guests. So the... Um, so did, did, now do these ride manufacturers make the cues? They don't make the cues, do they? They can, if uh. you contract them to make the cues. So if we're going to talk about manufacturers and if we're talking about the worst, uh, I want to point out that DH Morgan manufacturing, uh, also made, where did it go? Uh, they also made the uh, King Triton themed and now Jesse themed carousel at Disney's oh. California Adventure. Oh, oh, that's the same people that made the Zephyr. Yep, that's going to be a different episode. Hey, so, listener, just so you know, the the point of this episode, which we're gonna end, I promise, um, nope. Never. <laughs> is <laughs> that there are multiple spinners. Okay, there's Triceratops spin, Golden Zephyr. There's the Inside Out. Uh, World, emotional whirlwind. There's Aladdin's flying carpet, which had to have been uh, Italian Zepper. Z- what Zamperla? Zamperla, because it ha- it's the same vehicle. The front goes up and down, the back tilts, right? Um, and then there's the Dumbo. So Dumbo is going to be its own thing. And then with the IP attractions, IP spinners are going to be um, Aladdin v Inside Out. Inside so that's out. The, that's the origin of this episode being the non-IP. Your attention, please. Hey, everybody. It's time for a little break in the action here. I've got with me, you know him, you love him. It's the Steve Gutenberg. Hey, Steve. what's up, Gutenberg? I'm here. Oh, welcome. Yes, thank How's you for going? being with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, it's, it's going great. Uh, I just wanted to, to take a minute. You stopped by the studio here. Right. Um, well, and- I heard the tower of terror uh show and i thought this is such a great opportunity because when i um when i filmed the movie the tower of terror movie 
I actually didn't even have a chance to explore the parks at all. And I, I know that this, this, this studio houses a, a net, an entire network of uh, podcasts that talk right, about Disney right. parks. Oh yeah. Lots of content about Disney parks. Yeah. Right. And then the trailer on the back is the uh, star Wars show, right? Right, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. we, sometimes we like to cut off the power once, once in a while, well, just, <laughs> just while the recording, you know, all in good That's fun. Funny. You remember good fun from police Academy. Yeah. I mean, is it this switch right here? Uh, yeah, that's the one. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned it back on. I heard screaming for a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I just... I, yeah, I... I was, uh, was just going to ask you, can you tell us some more about uh, about your time in, the, in the, the Treasured Police Academy series? Well, I would really like to, um, but I before we get into that, I really want to talk to you, you know, about... Um, uh, a company that really helped me out because I, I wanted, I was inspired to go to Disney World actually. And I might, my trip is coming up. Um, I think I'm going around October 18th. Um, oh, wow. but okay. I found this really cool company. You might have heard of them. Uh, they're called, um, uh, uh Concierge. Oh, Concierge. Yes. Yes. I have heard of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I heard that if I just give them a call and say, Hey, I want to go to Disney World. Cause I don't know anything about Disney World. I just, I, I, I mean, know, who I know does, it's like really other than concierge. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah. So I, I said, Hey, I want to go. And they just, you know, they, they got to know me and they, they helped me out with, you know, picking a specific date. They said October 18th is definitely the time you want to go. I'm like, okay, I'm open. Um, just mainly. You know, listening to my Amazon music and, you know, uh, playing with my, uh, my, uh, rocket mortgage because that's fun. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm open and doing my cameo. So if you, if you need a cameo, everyone just, uh, I don't know what, what's happening. I, I mean, hey, that's, that's great. Uh, I mean, thanks for, for, for plugging cameo. Um, I, I'm just wondering, I mean, what I really, what I think the fans really want to know is what you think about everyone's favorite podcast, Oprah's Super Soul Conversations. Well, it's, I mean, clearly my favorite. Um, so, but I, I, I called them up and I said, I don't remember the phone number that I called for um, uh, concierge. What was, I think, is it, oh, it's written here on the, could you read that to me? Oh yeah, yeah. It's Sorry. eight five six hour ears. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I forget my glasses all the time too. Yeah, right. And eight, uh, five six hour ears. Right. And I know that uh, the the website is concierge dot com, and I set up a password and everything. And with password protect, I would, I'm able to keep that secure. So that's cool. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm going. I'm gonna go explore the parks, and really looking forward to it. Um. Yeah. I mean, do you have any tips or tricks or anything? I, I mean, I don't, but I'm sure the people at uh, at Concierge are, are happy to help you out with that. It, oh, yeah. Like they've been said, very helpful. Uh, right. Yeah. They, I'm, I'm sure they waited on hold for half an hour just to oh, get longer you, than that. Your, your, your reservations set up and, and, and make sure you got the dining reservations you wanted. Just ask them anything. They're there for you 24-7. Yeah, they they were on hold for long enough for me to order a Lisa mattress and uh, an order from HelloFresh. So it was great. That's that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, quit turning off the light. Trying to record a mediocre podcast over here. 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't actually turn uh, it back on. Um, oh, oh, man. We, so, we yeah. showed them. <laughs> but I got to take off. Um, really nice talking to you. Um, it's Eric, right? Yes, yes, that's right. right. We're, we're close friends. And that that's yeah. And again, Steve, Steve Gutenberg, I'm on cameo. Uh, I'll, I'll do anything. Um, Rob Gutenberg, everybody. Yeah. Put them uh, together for Rob Gutenberg. Yeah. Steve. Okay. Guys, I got to tell you, it has been, uh, this show has evolved so much and our listener audience is growing and the support is phenomenal. And what I can't believe is that we get people to endorse not only our show, but also concierge. (laughs) Like, I mean, Steve Gutenberg, that's insane, right? And the Eagles guy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's uh, crazy. Uh, uh, Peter Sotera. Peter Sotera. Yeah. Right. No. no. Joe Walsh? Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Peter. I know you're a listener. <laughs> wow. Wow. You Family friend, Pete Sotera. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I was not... Um, I was you not weren't invited to that one. He specifically requested that you weren't there. <laughs> well, I don't fight for his honor. That's really, that's really the bottom line. Not enough people do. That's right. Concierge does. Yeah. Yep. Not enough people do. Anyway. Um, all right. Are, are we done with this? What's going on? Well, I just wanted to. So I, I'm going to put this up for a point. If we're going to talk about the manufacturers, uh, sounds like Eric's manufacturer did all sorts of really cool things. Mine didn't. Mine did just a bunch <laughs> of trash coasters at like Kennywood and Worlds of Fun. Like there's something like Wild Thing. Who names Wild Thing? But then. And I'm thinking like, eh, okay, I can go through all these. We don't know what any of these are because they're like at a mall or something. But then I get to down here the, at Disney's California Adventure. They made the, they made the carousel that is shouldn't even be there. You know, it's funny. People I'm- love riding that carousel. Do they? Counselor. <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> Law points. Here's the thing. If you go on Zamperla's website and you look at Arrow Top Jet, which is the name of the attraction that is the Triceratops spin, and you look at the images, I think to Eric's earlier point, you look at the images of this ride system, and the first one is a picture of an airplane, and all you can see is the parking lot of the cars behind it. <laughs> like It's evidently made for... and But they've also got like... It's flying also a flying carpet. Jaguar. Flying Jaguar, flying carpets. They've got Dumbo in there. They can't show the whole face because. Oh, um, yeah. Well, get this. D.H. Morgan Manufacturing doesn't even have a website. (laughs) (laughs) 
and the people just keep coming. <laughs> this is my worst episode ever. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, to be fair, it's probably your best episode ever because you're going to win the least worst spinner. Zamperlaw offers uh, Z+, which is born to lead the digital revolu- revolution by amazing the world with fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they're incorporating <laughs> VR with rides. Everybody likes digitals and rides, right? I mean, you're just helping support Dan's case. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's get let's get to my closing arguments. We've got All some right. reviews here. Wait, wait, reviews. wait. Dan, wait, Dan goes first because he came first. Okay, well, Dan already read argument. his review. That's true. Uh, Do you have a closing argument, Dan? Haram is an Arabic term meaning forbidden. <laughs> yes. So should this right be? <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> This was based on a ride system made by a man called Haram Maxim, which means the most forbidden. (laughs) And the people just keep coming. I spent like five minutes finding my sound and I only heard it once. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I'm a dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur. Go ahead, Eric. Closing oh, arguments. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my closing arguments. Reviews from the people. Not nearly as cool as Aladdin's magical carpets or Dumbo. <laughs> Triteratops look crap your pants adorable. And while you're on the ride, Triceratops pop out of the center and smile at you. Crap your pants adorable? <laughs> this is a quote. This is a direct quote from the Yelps. Dan S. <laughs> the, ride, the ride vehicles have painted stars on the bottom. Maybe it's to symbolize the cute dino ambitions. If they keep shining like the crazy diamonds they are, maybe one day they can shoot for the stars. Yeah, you're just helping his case. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, not sure the joystick controls do anything. Probably like giving kids the illusion of control in that car ride. <laughs> Gives a pretty good view of the rest of Dinoland USA while you're up there. I wish there was something else to see. <laughs> Decent ride. Basically, it is what it looks like it is. However, the ride seems to never be open when I'm at California. <laughs> Makes it's you a little the dizzy. Dumbo ride. Wait, wait. Go ahead. It's yeah, the Dumbo ride. Reviews. Ju- oh, oh I, I'm sorry. I thought you were just making up a review. No. Oh, I- yeah. Continue, please. <laughs> no, I like I like dueling reviews. We're good. <laughs> I don't want to read over each other. That'll just confuse okay, the your listeners. Okay, your turn now. It's the Dumbo ride, just Triceratops instead of Dumbo. Fun for kids. The ride spins. You go up and down. Solid. <laughs> Makes you a little dizzy. Best thing is short wait. It's a pretty quick ride, which is nice because I didn't want to hurl. <laughs> and the people just again. keep coming. <laughs> but if you like the spinny centrifuge force, then by all means, this is the ride for you. <laughs> If one of your children is in the back controlling the height and the other is in the front controlling the pitch, look out. Heights and tipping forward are not my idea of fun. And the people just keep coming. <laughs> I want to find a five star. Hold on. Is, the, is there a five star? Let's find out. There's a few four These stars. are all like four star reviews. Yeah. From, yeah I got it. Let's, let's, 
Um, kind of a throwback ride. Oh, five stars right here. Uh, from Derek L in San Francisco, California. Hi, Derek. Um, you fly around in a spaceship. Hi. With no line to wait in, what else can bring a three to four year old boy more joy? So Derek's a four year, three to four year old boy, and, and he has an account on Yelp. What? He thinks it's a spaceship. Yeah. I mean, so of course, he's like, we, I'm in a spaceship. I mean, first of all, Derek, you need a parent's permission to be hanging out on the internet. Mm. Um, so I don't think that counts. Um, the the other spinner rides that we didn't talk about were the rocket rocket jets. We'll talk. We'll have that episode about that too. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> One more. Um, all right. How could this place not get five stars? It's literally in the middle of nowhere, about forty minutes from the General Orlando Disney. Oh, it, this is a totally different ride. Never mind. <laughs> I've gone down the wrong the wrong <clears throat> hole. wrong rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, went down no. a main hole. Oh, I've just destroyed my argument. I'm a failure as a lawyer. So we started out this conversation. I I didn't do it. I mean, I've been on both these rides. I know what they are. I know what they do. Well, see, the thing is, I I don't, I didn't have an opinion. And uh, (laughs) it became very clear very quick. Um, You both argued a fine argument. and, uh, And it was a little bit of a different uh format. And, uh, and I didn't really prepare you for a lot of stuff, but thank you for doing the research and taking the time. Um, so uh, it's, it's difficult to say, but with a score of 764 to one, (laughs) the golden Zephyr is the Lee is the most worst. (laughs) It's the supremely worst, (laughs) the supreme worst spinner, non IP, which means Triceratops spin wins. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, it fits in with the theme, which we all agree is a weird theme. And we say, well, thanks, Joe Rody, for coming up with a parking lot. Yeah, Mm. Uh, we talked about it. It's dumb. Both of these areas are dumb. Both these rides are (laughs) unnecessary. They they need to just get rid of Dino Dino Rama. Chester and Hester's needs to just be done. Uh, It goes against everything that Walt Disney stood Mm. for and everything he wanted to avoid, like the pier. Uh, And I know that Golden Zephyr's not on the pier, but you get my point. Both of these rides don't need to exist anymore, and I don't understand why they're there, but they are. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I've been, uh, Jimmy, as you know, and Eric as well, I've been really legitimately trying to come up with like, what do we put up against um, Superstar Limo as the worst attraction ever? Mm -hmm. I think we have competition here. And I didn't, I, I actually, before getting into this and doing, you know, looking further into it, I actually thought Golden Zephyr might be the better one, but it's, it's, it's not, it is so not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you say that about. I agree. And we need to find and listener. If you have any ideas, we're trying. We compare and we compare Disney World, Disneyland attractions. We try to make it the closest thing to the equal. Yeah, and I think we've done a pretty good job so far. And this this one's a good example. Um, we're trying to find an a, a tr- an attraction like Superstar Limo, like the the shortest opening like it just it opened then it closed within a year and we're trying to find that for disney world or it's just being terrible some people have suggested uh 
food, kitchen cabaret, food rocks. Yeah. But my argument against mm-hmm. that being the case is that you could you could Phone walk woke. out of that. You could leave during the show. <laughs> That's true. Superstar limo, mm-hmm. you you were strapped in. You had to experience it. Good point. Yeah, I mean, maybe we could we could focus on something. I mean, when you talk about short attractions, there is the Discovery Boats. Oh, what was it called? The the boats that went around the Magic King, the, the Animal Kingdom in oh, the early yeah. days. Yes, Eric. Where it yeah. was like you can look at yes that guy sitting up there. You can also look at that family sitting up there. They're all having fun. Are you? Yeah, listener, for your information, if you're not aware, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, there is a river that goes around what they call Discovery Island. And there was an attraction where you could load a boat and ride the perimeter of that island. And other than the foliage, there's not much to see. Mm. (laughs) I think I've tried to argue before that the only fitting attraction I can think of for to go up against Superstar Limo is what was that water park where people got like dysentery or something? Oh, River Country. Right. No, River Country was amazing. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that was man. like 71 to 99 or something. Mm, that was, okay. That was, yeah. yeah, it lasted a long time and was much beloved by people who went there. Yeah. And the only thing I can say about your comparison of Superstar Limo to Golden Zephyr is. And the people just keep coming. <laughs> oh, no, right. I'm down One's another closed. 1,300 points. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right, guys. So, uh, I think that's it. And congratulations to Triceratops Spin, I guess, for being the least worst Supreme Spinner. (laughs) Yay. Uh, The more I learned, the more I went, it really does fit in with. It does. Yeah. And you tried to argue that it fits in too well. And it was just, you you tried really hard and I'm sorry. I like trying. You do. And you do such a good job. The thing is that you you do too good of a job. Mm -hmm. I think. Oh. The fact that you you did as I well affected as an accent for like five minutes. It's true, <laughs> and you know what? For that, rawr, I'm a dinosaur. Rawr, rawr, I'm a dinosaur. All right, now it's seven hundred and sixty-seven <laughs> to two. Imagine I danced to that because I did. Nice. Oh, uh, okay. So um, we have other shows on this network. If you enjoy listening to the Supreme Resort, you can listen to. Uh, Scraping the Vault, mm-hmm. which is a podcast about straight-to-video Disney sequels. The latest episode is about... Oh, God. What was that? We just did it. Like Little Mermaid 2. <laughs> Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. Is it the worst straight-to-video Disney sequel ever made? Mm-hmm. I can't wait to find out. Tune in to find out. You also have Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. And now featuring Dan... Now featuring oh, yeah. Dan. I was Dan on. I don't know when. I don't know when they're going to be on there. I don't know if it's even going to make it on the show or not. But I went on and talked to them about the Sims and the Sims Star Wars uh, expansion game pack, whatever they call it. And I also shared all of the fun things that you can do with the Sims that uh, Rob didn't know about. So that was fun. All right. Education. School um, gamers. Yes. And you have, of course, Ears Up podcast, Ears Up In-Depth with Jason and Jeremy with the latest news. I'm sure you'll hear them talk about 28,000 people being fired, but we did it first. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, want to talk about our Facebook group. Uh, It's no Patreon, but people are (laughs) really connecting on this Facebook group. 
there's a lot of, and I, legit, like people are becoming friends from, as a result of this group and our game nights, which are typically every Wednesday. So please come and join us. We've actually added last week, we added a second game night because of uh, basically back by popular demand. Uh, Dan, do you want to talk a little bit about game nights? What's going on there? So game night is we play Jackbox. Jack's, okay, hold on. We play, we, the people at the group, we play Jackbox games, which it's basically just silly, fun games that you watch the the screen and we show the actual game being played and you interact with it on your phone. And we talk, we laugh. There's all sorts of fun inside jokes. And um, you don't have to. You're absolutely 100 percent. We would like for you to come play with us. It's as interactive as you want it to be. And but at the same time, if that totally freaks you out, you can come and just watch and, you know, yell make fun of us call us names nicely okay don't do that but um also in the group we have started posting a little something called the supreme resort after hours hours. and it's it's basically just the three of us we're friends we we enjoy talking to each other we make each other laugh um do we it's just us doing that right basically right after we record one of these and I don't know if it's funny for anyone but us, but we really enjoy it. And it's up there. Yeah. And tonight's the first night we're actually going to record one Shh, after don't, we record. Don't tell them. Don't, tell them that. <laughs> oh, don't break the. No. Dang it. Right, cut that part out. Okay. Um, yeah, you're right. After hours, it's fun. Uh, also on our Facebook group, there is a very long blog about my recent experience at Walt Disney World. I called it a taste of Walt Disney World, my COVID-19 pandemic experience. I'm going to pare it down a little bit and refine it and put it on Ears Up's website as a blog. But for now, you can get the unfiltered, unedited version. It's mostly a lot of pictures about what it looks like and how to, how what it's like to experience Walt Disney World these days. Also, an ad, uh, speaking of these days, so many of the Disney groups, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, yeah. have devolved into just complete garbage. Um, mm. And it's very difficult to have a, a reasonable conversation with people that don't involve either just insanity or outright racism and uh we are not one of those groups we're actually friendly and nice and fun yeah and we we control it so we can control the content and what goes i this is a good example i'm a part of the walt disney world annual pass holders facebook group and i do agree i just sign all kinds of stuff agreeing that i wouldn't talk about politics i wouldn't promote podcasts i wouldn't get negative i wouldn't get nasty and there was a recent post about uh, about Disney World and Disneyland, you know, Disney World's open, Disneyland isn't. And there's a bunch of, you know, DeSantis this and like, you know, Newsom that. And it's like, it just got very political. And mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people who are saying, hey, I thought this was a non-political podcast or excuse me, web uh, Facebook group. And we are, in fact, non-political on our Facebook group. We love Disney parks, all of them. And you're safe and you won't have to deal with any of that nonsense there. So Come join our group. It's a lot of fun. Yep. And uh, please reach out to us. We love hearing from you. Uh, you have our email addresses. That's Jimmy at earsup podcast.com. Dan at earsup podcast.com. E. Johnson at send, send the mailbag things. Send in the mailbag things. Please. We like the questions. Hopefully, you like the answers. Uh, e. Johnson at concierge.com. Plan your trip with concierge, just like Steve Gutenberg told you to do. <sighs> 
He needs the paycheck. He's he's out of work. <laughs> and he's a really, friend of the show. Yeah, just help him out. Go, go to his Patreon. Go to his well. Go to his Patreon. But also, Patreon. if you have any yeah. friends with anniversaries or birthdays coming up, check out his cameo. And I think you'll understand when you see some of the videos why I really want you to support him, <laughs> guys. I'm saying this unironically. He'll even help you out if his if he's lost his voice. I mean, oh, I think on. I think he's gotten better. Oh, that's good. Three men and a baby and three men and a little lady, unironically, are masterpieces. I think they're gems. I love them. Pretty great. I agree. Tune in to uh, Scraping the Vault. We're going to have a special Halloween episode, which will be. The Tower of Terror, starring Steve Gutenberg and a young Kirsten Dunst. Check that out in October. Until then, be good to each be, other. Be be kind. No, be good to each other. And thank rewind. you for listening. Be kind to rewind. Be in the park. Have a Disney uh, day. Have a Disney day. We love you. You break it, you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> We love you, but if you break it, you bought it. And? And the people just keep coming. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) All right, that's one. (laughs) I couldn't resist. Sorry. That's fine. That's totally fine. (laughs) <laughs> You're a big important man. <laughs> hey, he's bringing the he's bringing the goody energy, man. And I'm talking, and I'm talking, I'm still talking. If Steve comes back, I think he needs to promote his um, his knockoff uh, restaurant, Steve Gutenberger's. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, um, so I really want to be Celine Dion. <laughs>